Welcome into the official. We are going to start kind of progressing towards a countdown tonight, heading into early signing day that takes place December 21st, I believe it is. That's the Wednesday before Christmas. So a lot of schools will be getting early Christmas presents on early signing day. And we are going to take some time to devote an entire episode leading up to that per position where we are on guys in the 2023 class. Tonight, we tackle quarterbacks. We're going to go top 10. We're going to go our guys that are a little bit lower rated. And then we're going to go deep deep shot in some of the three-star guys that can make an impact both on the field in real life, but also for our fantasy teams uh, as we, you know, last round picks and things like that in your freshman drafts. This is the official. All right, guys, welcome in. Matt, glad to have you back in the saddle here. Walker White was our guest third guy last week. He uh, he filled in nicely, but it's nice to have you back. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks for our placing me. Yeah, no, of course not. But, you know, uh, Walker White was a good third third co-host. And David, welcome in. How's Colorado? Is it is it really cold yet? It's getting cold down here in the south. Yeah, today it was cold and rainy. It was like wow. in the 40s and... I, I didn't think it rained out there. I mean, I figured it's like the California. It's always like beautiful. Yeah, I mean, generally it is, but just for like this week when it's changing into winter. But for the most part, yeah, it's like sunny, like 300 days out of the year. <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. All right. Well, you know, like we we like to do before we get started, want to remind everyone to like and subscribe to this video if you enjoy what we are offering with the with the official, uh, you know, a recruiting look at these guys with a fantasy angle. Also visit campusdecanton.com, our parent website that has everything you need on the college football side of things, whether it's fantasy, recruiting, uh, even a little wagers, you know, everything you need to enjoy your Saturdays uh, and also NFL Sundays at campusdecanton.com. Now getting into what this episode is going to be about, we're going to look at the uh, the quarterbacks in the 2023 class, our, our top rankings are slowly, you know, coming together here as we approach early signing day. There are still evaluations to be done. Um, but for the most part, I think we've got a nice subset of like the elite guys, the strong contenders. And then we've already started to select out our gems that are down buried in the three stars and even a unrated guy that Matt will introduce to us later the show. Without further ado, well, you know, I guess the first thing we're going to do is talk a little bit about quarterback evaluation in general. And I know Matt has um, some models he's working with. We all are privy to those, uh, you know, in the Slack. And can you tell us a little bit about what you're working on there, any breakthroughs you've had lately, and uh, where you stand in those QB models, Matt? Yeah, so the QB model is actually something we've been working on for a while now. Um, you know, obviously after we did the wide receiver one, we were pretty happy with those results. And then when we kind of shift focus the quarterback one, uh, it's a much, much harder position to evaluate just, you know, whether you're looking at film or data in general. But, you know, especially trying to find actual data that correlates from high school production on to college, 
it's really difficult. And, uh, you know, so that kind of delayed the process. I've made a few advancements lately in the production side of things, bringing it a little bit better. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. Uh, I mean, it's something that's still a work in the progress, but we're starting to see some good results now. Yeah, and the goal of these models, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's to basically say, based off metrics that we're going to put into the model, various different things weighted in a certain way, that then it spits out basically a ranking or a number value we can assign to these prospects that gives them the likelihood that they're going to go on for future success. And actually our model with wide receivers performed better than straight 24-7 rankings or straight rivals rankings uh, over the last few years. And our QB model does as well. So what we're trying to do is look at, you know, a a lot of these different factors, put them into a uh, formula basically, and come out with over the big picture. If you do by our model numbers, it's going to perform better than just going by rankings or even, you know, going by your eye test or whatever. So that's what we're trying to do. And so far I've been successful, but always room to improve. David, you worked on this model with him too, right? Yeah, I, I, we, we worked on it together. Um, I just started kind of collecting raw stats for the most part and kind of a lot of like the main stuff that we covered with the other models. And those results were, you know, they were okay. But now Matt's digging even further. He, we're trying to think outside the box and just throw as much stuff at it as possible. And we, there's some interesting stuff here that we have and, and the, the R squared is improving, it seems. Yeah, and I know that you... Um, have done a lot of quarterback charting. So, I mean, uh, I know you both have, but I know, David, you, you kind of took a lot of that on too, where you're watching every single play from full game tape and actually charting out things like, um, you know, the types of throws that are being made to what kind of routes and what kind of air yards and, you know, all those different things, turnover-worthy plays, which is something that, you know, nobody really has for high school stats. So we've got some things like that um, that we are looking into. So that being said, all good stuff, but, you know, baked into it, hey, what is the outcome here? What are our actual quarterback rankings? And so we're going to go through, uh, you know, and kind of outline our top 10 uh, at Campus to Canton. And these are based on the consensus of uh, us three, but then there's also a few other rankers and graders, uh, Matt Bruning and Austin Nace. So, um, you know, let's talk about where we may have guys up or down compared to the consensus rankings. So I'll pull up our top five. Um, Malachi Nelson headed to USC. Arch Manning headed to Texas at number two. Dante Moore to Oregon. Jackson Arnold to Oklahoma. And Jeremy Minchie to Pitt. Ken- um, what? Go ahead. Kenny Minchie. Ah, Kenny Minchie. What did I say? Jeremy. I don't know where that came from. All right, Kenny Minchie headed to Pitt. Um, I'm a professional. So one thing interesting here is I feel like Dante Moore has lost a little bit of luster. There's rumors now he may go to Michigan State. We don't really like that from a fantasy perspective, especially when Oregon all of a sudden looks like an absolute fertile fantasy, you know, garden uh, up there, just Bo Nix just tearing the world apart. So I thought that was interesting. I thought Moore was second for us. I know he's for, first for David. Have you changed a little bit? Yeah, I have a tail between my legs right now. I talked up Dante Moore for freaking months now, but like, I don't know, with more information, I, 
I'm not afraid to change my mind. And I had to move him down to uh, QB3 just because we have more information on like his rushing. That was something I was like kind of like hopeful for that like maybe it was a little bit better. But, um, you know, his rushing numbers are, are not very good. And, and he in some of the challenging games he's had this year, he hasn't been able to overcome. Like they've lost three games this season against, you know, decent opponents and their offensive line has struggled, but he's just not quite dynamic enough to overcome mm-hmm. that offensive line deficiency. And that's something I kind of noticed where I'm just like, I just don't know if he has like that dynamicism that like, uh, you know, Nelson and Manning might have. So that's kind of my thought process. Plus like his arm isn't, it's pretty, I've waffled on it back and forth, which probably just means it's a mid arm. He, he pretty much has a mid arm and, and, that's, you know, that's the other knock on him. So I, I had to move him down to three. Well, I know that you saw him in person. You were pretty impressed with the arm. That was one of the big takeaways, but I guess we're, yeah. we're going back and forth on that. I'm just, I'm always back and forth on it. I, I don't know. My eyes deceive me. I feel like all the time, like in person, it seems pretty good to me. You know, some of the, some of the numbers that Matt pulled from his film, like not so good. And you know, some of the highlights I saw from this season, like some of his deep balls are fluttering. It doesn't look very good. So I'm just like, I don't know. It's probably best to just keep him at three. Fair enough. I mean, that's why, that's why we're numbers guys and not film gurus because the eyes can be deceiving. I agree with that. Matt, you find anybody out here is out of place. I mean, I think for a lot of people who might just be looking at this for the first time, uh, Kenny Minchie at five would be a little bit uh, strong. Um, for me, no, this is actually my exact top five. So I, I'm well within our consensus, at least. So I think for a lot of people, yes, Minchi is definitely the standout there. Um, he's definitely had a big rise over his senior season. His arm looks fantastic. Um, you know, maybe we're not taking enough into consideration the situation he's going to with uh, Pitt. Not exactly a dynamic passing offense at the moment. So, uh, you know, there's some slight concern there. As a player, though, I think he is, you know, great NFL upside. He's got the size. He's got the arm. He's got the accuracy. Uh, and he's pretty Yeah, walk us through this clip. Awesome you, we do have a little preparation here for Minchie. So walk us through this real clip right here. I mean, what I see when I look at him is ra- really quick release and really good accuracy. There's a lot of kind of RPOs, especially on a senior tape, where he's like, He's just very quick with his movements. He does the RPO, pulls it out, fires it, you know, 15-yard dart. So that's what I see. Walk us through what you're looking at. This is Kenny Minchie, uh, I believe, his senior tape here. Yeah, it is a senior tape. I, I agree with what you said. He's a pretty quick processor. He's not really, like, um, you know, sitting around waiting for the play to happen. He's kind of making the play there, you know, throwing it early to the comeback there. That was nice. Great ball velocity. Uh, has one of the That's highest good. ball velocities he's measured in the class. So mm-hmm. it's just a lot of, you know, really intriguing traits there with him. Yeah, he's definitely moved up my board as well. And I've been very impressed with, especially the senior tape. Everything just looks quicker for him on the senior tape in terms of decision-making, rapidly getting the ball out of me. I, I don't have a number on it. I would imagine he gets the ball out as quick as almost anybody. It's just right away out into the receiver's hands. Um, and then before we move on from this list here, we have to talk about Malachi Nelson. I mean, he's been C2C's QB1 the entire process. 
everyone had uh, you know e uh, Arch Manning as one and all the services. And from day one, looking at this class, we all agreed almost to Campus to Canton. Like, it's not Manning, it's Nelson. So let's take a quick look here. We got a little 30 second clip. And David, um, what do you like about him? I know you saw him a few times out West uh, at different elite 11s. Yeah. I mean, he's just like a savvy player. He's always under control. It seems like, I mean, he's going to fit that Lincoln Riley system perfectly. Um, I mean, look at him. He just, he goes through his progressions pretty well. He's got a good arm. Matt got him as like one of the stronger arms in the class. You know, there's really not, and he's a good scrambler. You can see here, he can actually run pretty well. Um, you know, he's still pretty, pretty skinny. That's the only knock on him, which who cares, whatever. He'll add weight in college. Not too concerned. Yeah, he's very athletic and a good mover. Um, you had some clips back from the Elite 11, if anybody wants to go back and take a look at those, where, you know, kind of up close, you can see just his fluid movements, you know, whether he's taking a five-step drop, whether he's moving left or right. Uh, like you said, I agree, always in control. So that's our top five. When we move down to the, to the rest of the top 10, six through 10, I think we get some surprises here. Uh, depending on if you listen to this show frequently or follow a lot of what C2C has to say on the matter. But uh, Levitt here, uh, it's Sam Levitt, right? Levitt here going to Washington State at QB6. It's probably going to throw plenty of people for a loop. Um, when David introduced this guy into the C2C uh, you know, world, everyone just – jumped on it i mean i matt bruning has him at like tier two quarterback um i think we should just say say something about levitt here at, at qb6 which is a very strong ranking here david or matt i mean take it away what do you see i know we we like his arm but there's some other things too he's your guy david go ahead yeah sorry um his chart first for for one thing, I've charted five of his games so far, and right now his completion percentage over expected is like off the chart. Like he's number one so far. Um, he's really I didn't expect him to be this athletic. Like I don't know what happened between junior and senior year, but he's gotten a lot more athletic. He's averaging um, close to like 12 yards per carry. Like his A dot's really high, so he's an aggressive passer as well. Like a 12 A dot, which is one of the higher in the class, highest in the class too. Um, you know, it's interesting because, like, he was at the uh, L.A. Regional, and he did not get an invite to the Elite 11 Finals. So I don't know. People that do this for a living didn't didn't seem to like him as much. So I don't know. Maybe he's not good in cabin settings. Not entirely sure. But it seems like he's taking a big jump up as a senior because he's absolutely lighting it up in Oregon right now. Yeah. Something, something David missed there. Yeah, he has a really big arm. He has one of the highest we've recorded. He has second highest in this class that we've recorded. Yeah. So we'll see if he can keep it together. You know, decision-making at the next level is something it's, it's hard to evaluate. So we'll see if that translates. But he, he's got some, like, bombs away mentality. And Dave and I have been talking, like, a little, little of that Zach Wilson, just every part of the field is, is available to him in terms of getting the ball to, to different spots. Um, <clears throat> At seven, and, you know, sadly, I think I have to say I may be contributing to this, and I need to go back and uh, maybe do some different stuff to Avery Johnson, who is one of my guys. I mean, I've liked him from the moment I really laid eyes on the guy. He's been on our show. Um, and I may be dragging his ranking down here a little bit because I wanted to see a little bit more in terms of 
QB-ness on his tape, but I did see that in person. I saw some good controlled drops and throws uh, in a controlled setting, and we know he's great in an uncontrolled setting. I mean, when the play breaks down, he's like super dynamic. Um, so he sits at number seven. K-State's got a really good one there, and we know K-State quarterbacks under the current system can put up boatloads of points. So there's no concern for fantasy production there. Um, and his senior season, he's actually really improved. He's up over, I think he's flirting or over 70% completion this year, uh, running all over the place. I mean, just he's just destroying Kansas high school football. Chris Parson comes in at eight. And um, I don't have a tremendous opinion on him, but obviously the group likes him pretty well. Either of you guys have him at eight or yeah. higher? I, I'm the highest on uh, Parson, I believe. And uh, I think I've been high on for a little bit. I really like him as a player. Um, you know, he's a really aggressive quarterback. He's kind of got, you know, that smaller build, but he's moves really well. I think he's been a thousand yard rusher, you know, at least the past two years. And something he's really improved on this year, 75% completion rating. Fantastic. Especially considering this guy's play style where he is chucking it down the field, you know, pretty frequently. And we also got him at a pretty good arm strength. So all of that combined with him landing at Mississippi State, which is obviously a very high-power passing offense, you know, yeah. I think he's going to be a very solid CTC player and you know has decent NFL upside, I think, even at a smaller size. All right, Chris Parson. Uh, Pierce Clarkson's kind of flirted with – I mean, I think this is probably pretty appropriate for Clarkson. Uh, also kind of in line with, I think, all the services. Um, but let's talk about Kineholtz, which – you know, I think, again, like like Levitt, I mean, both of these Pacific Northwest guys are probably going to take some people by surprise to be ranked this high for us. Um, and we were talking offline, David, you like what Kineholtz could be maybe more than what he currently is. So I've got a little clip here. Walk us through what you've seen and, and what is that upside with Kineholtz, who currently sits at number 10 for us going to Washington. Yeah, it's mostly a bet on traits because he is one of the most athletic uh, quarterbacks in this class. Coupled with his pretty good, he has pretty good size as well. You know, he's around 6'2", 195 or somewhere around there. Um, he's just an all-around great athlete. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Here You're we go. See so I like his functional athleticism right there. You can see it. And yeah, we're not exactly like evaluating him just on his you know, how he plays basketball, but, you know, there's something to that. I think, you know, how he plays on the field, you can see it as well. And he's going to Washington, which is a really good offensive system in general. So it's kind of a bet on traits. It's definitely a dart throw. I mean, he's playing in South Dakota. So yeah, he has crazy, he's putting up crazy numbers this season. It's going to take him some time probably to like adjust from going from South Dakota to like division, high division one college football. But yeah, it's mostly a traits bet, and you know some other guys got a great great kind still because I don't I don't know if he's going to stay top ten or not. Right. I mean, we still have some grades to go, and not everybody has entered grades for you know even the top thirty at this point. Um, uh, so there's work to be done. But as it stands right now, that's that's where he is. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, Yamalieva real quick? Yes, uh, glaring omission from the top ten right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a you know he's obviously a very big name in the recruiting world, and anybody that's been following us for a while now, we obviously know that you know campus can as a whole we're not very high on him as you know a player at the moment. 
um, you know, there is a few of us we're starting to gain some more uh, appreciation for his game, I guess you could say. And, you know, he is landing at Tennessee, which is, you can't deny, pretty much the best spot to be at if you're a quarterback right now. So we'll see if he can get playing time early uh, or at all, as, you know, Alfred has some doubts there. But um, he should definitely be in consideration for most people's top 10. I think we the can. The next Harrison that. Bailey. <laughs> uh that is i have that i have said that on record uh i don't, that may turn out to be a bad take i just said if you didn't listen to a, a a few weeks ago i said that i would be concerned there's a little concern here that he just may, may not translate to the highest level of college football i question whether or not he's got a little bit of that leadership quality or if he's just going to rely on his traits because at some point you're not going to be able to rely on your traits anymore. And he does have traits. I've seen it live. He does have that arm that really kind of makes you go wow. Um, but and he's uh, the uh, he's the models QB two right now. Fun fact, right behind Malachi. Wow. You know, I was looking for his stats from this year. I didn't see them at least on Max Preps. I don't know if Warren They're his up. high school is is releasing them. Sometimes there's multiple profiles on Max Preps too. You know, you'll find the guy, but it doesn't have his current stats. Well, it doesn't I mean, help that he's transferred three times. You know, you know that's also an interesting thing for a quarterback. Like, why can't he stay <laughs> and lead his his guys? Didn't he end times? up oh. transferring twice this off season? Because he originally he was supposed to he was supposed to go back to Long Beach Poly, which is his original high school. Yeah, and then something fell out there. It's so like right before the season started, right you know the end of the summer. He flipped back to Warren, so uh, it's a weird situation. It's a little, it's a little weird. It's a little weird, but you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I would love to see him light it up at Tennessee. That would be great. I'm not rooting against him, but I have to objectively say these are some concerns I have. So okay. that's like the Aguirre Hall theory. There is, didn't he a like bit, transfer yeah, like I mean, four or five different schools or something? Yeah, you, you, you transferred I mean, four and times. De, uh, what was it, Demond <laughs> Every year. Demas? right? Demas didn't play his senior year. I don't know if it was uh, injury related or some kind of transfer related. And, you know, there were, there were warning signs at the beginning of his college career too. And people were still banking on his like athleticism and anyway. All right. So we've got some deep shots. Now we kind of divided. We're going to two guys each try to spend a minute or less on these guys. Um, kind of a, uh, a higher, a little higher rated guy, and then a real deep shot from way down on the rankings that we really like. I'll go with the highest rated guy first. He is a four star. He's a pretty low four star. And David wanted to bring up um, uh, Reed here, Marcel Reed, headed to Ole Miss, slight of frame, 6'1, 175, but he's got a max VOE of 10.4, which is really impressive. Can you tell the listeners and the watchers what VOE is, David, and why do you care that it's 10.4? No, that's a that's a question for Matt, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Let me. I, yeah, you're probably okay, Matt. Explain, explain to us what VOE is. So, with the way that we're measuring uh, ball speed, ball velocity, we measure it during the entire flight while the ball's in the air. Unlike you know people with trackers, where they're just tracking and getting the max off that. So instead, with this, we're adjusting our ball speed by the distance thrown to kind of account for that and make it more representative of who has the best arm talent, at least in terms of velocity, not just the distance. Great. And I think it's it's allowed us to kind of adjust. And some guys who maybe didn't look as great initially on, on pure max velocity actually look good when we look at it over expected based on the distance of the different throws. So what's your deal with Marcel Reed, David? Why should we be eyeing him at the end of our freshman drafts? 
Yeah, so um, that puts him as like the third strongest arm in the class, which is pretty crazy considering he's 175. Um, he's very athletic. He's got like a 46% rushing market share against pretty good competition. So he's going to be a good runner. He should be a good runner in college. And he's going to Ole Miss, which is a really QB-friendly system. They run tons of RPO. It's like perfect for him, really. And while like his uh, QB passing, like his passing efficiency isn't exactly where I want it to be, I just think in, in Ole Miss's system, like I'm not too worried about it. Plus, I, I don't hold um, dual threat quarterbacks to as high as a, of a passing standard when they can like create real life value, real football value, you know, on the ground and fantasy value on the ground as well. So um, good fit and and a high. He is a decent upset. I feel like. I can't disagree with you there. I did see him in person. He is, he is all, he is not much more than 175. I mean, that, that is a bit of a concern, but like you said, he's generating a ton of ball speed and I could tell that in person as well. His frame is just very light, but uh, good pick there. Let's move on to, to uh, Matt, who uh, I'm not going to go your deep shot here, but I'm going to go uh, a guy who actually has some stars. That would be Cal Swanson, a three-star headed to Illinois um which all of a sudden illinois is like kind of an interesting team an interesting offense not as gross as it would have been maybe last year so um tell us about this guy yeah he's another guy with you know a pretty big rocket arm uh and a pretty slight frame to go with it of only 181 pounds um his game reminds me a lot of uh, avery's where you know he's kind of really athletic i believe he had a 21 uh second 200 meter which is very good so he's got the speed, he's got the arm, going to a decent college system. He could, you know, at the very least be a good college producer, and he has that NFL upside, you know, with, just with his physical traits. Obviously, you want to see him add some weight. You know, he's not the most refined player at the moment, but he can really squeeze the ball into some tight spaces. You can see it. Uh, oh, can you roll the clip of him? Oh, yeah, I've got it. My I forgot about that. Yeah, Cal Swanson, here we go. There we go. Yeah, you'll see here, Woo, off platform, oh, man. total laser right there. You'll see another one right here. I don't think I, there's any rushing plays that I grab, but he's very fast for sure. Yeah, there you go. A little bit of that Avery boom. Yep. Yeah. He. He. Yeah. Yeah. That first play is something. That first mm-hmm. play is right. Right away, make you sit in your sit up in your seat. Uh, all right, cool. So that's Cal Swanson heads to Illinois. And I'm going to bring up, uh, let's see, we'll go Jake Strong. Both of my guys are kind of similarly rated. Jake Strong headed to Texas Tech. So he gets a bump just on pure fantasy upside. I think, you know, that offense is going to throw the ball and be very exciting for fantasy purposes. But I really like him. I think he's got a good compact delivery, delivers a good ball. And then 918 rush yards as a junior David pointed out to me today his senior stats are not quite as robust on the running. Uh, But we can see here that he's got – I just think he's got a good kind of base that he throws from. He's not taking a huge step. I think he can be pretty flexible in how he gets the ball out. Um, And it's just a good solid arm. And then the running on top of that and the offense that he's going to at Texas Tech all kind of – just comes together for a, a QB that I would want to take a, um, you know, a QB I'd want to take a shot on uh, late in fantasy drafts, especially. And so that is why I like Jake Strong 
Moving back to David, this is a guy I like too. I'm, I'm glad you're going to talk about him. Lenora Sellers. He's a beefy boy, 6'2", 217. And I put on here, because you sent us a tweet, a 510-pound max squat. So he is a, I think what the, the tweet said, country strong. He is hashtag country strong. I mean, 510 pounds is no joke. The guy's, the guy's built. He looks it in these clips. Yeah. He looks it. Yeah, he's super athletic. He's super like he has an NFL body already. Um, he's got I'll a huge. Yeah, he's got like a huge arm. I don't know what we got here. Yeah, a lot of his deep throws are just pretty effortless. He kind of just can flick it, and it just like keeps going. It's like all right. Uh, he's a good mover, super athletic. He reports like a four, five, six forty. Um, some of his athletic comps in the uh, in Matt's tool is like Deshaun Watson, like Jay Cutler, um, some of these guys. You can see right here that he he can definitely run. And I de I like that he's going to the Syracuse. Hmm. Um, Did you see that stiff yeah, arm? Yeah, <laughs> stiff arm. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's just strong. What do you want? Like, he's a beast out there. So I like that he's going to Syracuse because. Um, Garrett Schrader's like top five in the in power five in um design runs per game. Like that's gonna be really good for him for fantasy purposes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and the Syracuse offense all of a sudden with uh it was the guy who was BYU, went to Virginia, lit the world on fire at Virginia now, I think, is at, at Syracuse Collins plays. Now he may not be there forever, but like that Syracuse offense is all of a sudden very fun as for fantasy with the running QB and uh, and they do that a lot. All right, Matt, talked about a Johnny Shepard, a no-star, really shooting from midfield, midcourt here. Uh, a Johnny Shepard, 6'2", 230, so another beast. 2,000 career rush yards, most of them coming the last two years, I think. Over 1,000 as a junior and, and over 1900 or 900 again, uh, I think, this year uh, with some games left to play. So super dynamic, it looks like. Yeah, he's, you know, you got that really ideal frame there, 6'2", 230, super well-built, but a fantastic athlete. He can hit 21 miles per hour running. Uh, he's got a good arm. It's not, you know, as crazy as some of the other guys we've seen today, but, you know, at least average for the college level. Um, he's not not ranked by 24-7 at all. He's a top 20 quarterback for on three, I believe quarterback 19 currently. Um, you know, he's a New York player. New York doesn't really get that much attention, you know, in the recruiting world at least. They're not – you don't see – too many hits out there, except mm. for like a body there combat recently. Yeah, that's a beautiful throw from this season. That's a play right there. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you, it could be. I think it could be a really, really solid CFF player. You know, going to Old Dominion, they have a pretty good system going for them right now. Uh, he can put up numbers. You know, and uh, Old Dominion would be a fine landing spot. I'd have no issues there in terms of NFL upside. You know, it'd be nice to see him get on a P five roster, which is not out of the question. I mean, if he's having a great senior season. And on threes got him ranked pretty high. There could be some P5 schools that come calling if they missed out on some other guys here at the end of the cycle. All right, I'm going to introduce Sean Boyle to you guys. This guy came across when I was just digging down into the three stars. I saw West Virginia. I was kind of interested because that's a team that likes to throw a whole lot. Um, and they have some good skill position players. So I was like, let me take a look at this guy. Within two throws, I said, wow. You know, it's just one of those things where he's making big boy throws right off the bat. You can see here I wanted to highlight his 12 and a half yards per attempt this year, which is really, really high. Um, doesn't throw it a ton, but when he does, he makes a count. So 
here we go. Uh, this is the, the, you know, this first throw over the middle um, and just kind of a rocket. It's not necessarily to the sideline or anything, but, but a really nice throw. And now he's stepping up in the pocket here uh, and looking athletic. His rushing, and that's a, that's a, you know, that's a big throw onto the sideline like that. There's a lot where he is throwing to the sideline kind of on the money, which, you know, if you watch enough of these high school guys, they're a lot of times throwing more over the middle or more straight down their body line. But when you see guys throwing sidelines, hitting those pinpoint on the, on the, um, on the sideline there, it, it kind of impresses me. So I really liked what his arm was doing immediately. His rushing stats are not terribly impressive. I was lamenting to David in a side chat. I think like he doesn't hit that 10% that we look for in terms of rush market share, but he does look athletic. Um, and I, and I think, you know, could be the offense or whatever. He does not look like he's a statue. So I kind of like what I'm seeing with Sean Boyle. And he's, you know, he's way down the list. And this is a guy just kind of have his name circled, be aware of what's going on, and um, either last round type pick or maybe even a guy you just wait and see is, is there any buzz coming out of spring camp. You know, most of these guys are going to enroll early. So, yeah, I mean, that's top 10. That's deep dives. Um, anything else you guys want to say about this quarterback class in general before we close up shop here? No, I think we summed up pretty well. A lot of talent at the top. You know, then you kind of shooting for your sleepers after that. Yeah, and David has mentioned before, you know, there is three that we would say is, are pretty elite. Um, for various reasons, and they're elite in different ways, I think. I think Dante Moore is elite in uh, a different way than Malachi, and Manning is his own thing where his floor is so, 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 so high, but the ceiling might not be quite the same uh, as the others. And then there's a big drop from those three. I mean, Jackson Arnold sits right now at four. We all have major questions about Jackson Arnold and the arm strength and different things like that. So, um, you know, it's a it's a good class, and to have three guys that you really like and can put in an elite level probably is it's pretty impressive just to be top heavy like that. But there's always going to be these three star guys. Uh, I guess I can take Boyle off the screen. There's always going to be these three star guys that you know bubble up and make noise, and we want to be able to deliver on those guys for you, and and uh, so that you're not caught off guard and you just have them already on your taxi squad. Um, you know when the time comes and they're busting out, so. Thanks for all your hard work, gentlemen. Thanks for joining me on this QB edition. We will have running backs, wide receivers. We're going to do an entire tight end show. So stick with us leading up to early signing day. We will get you covered with all the names you need to know for the 2023 recruiting class. This has been the official.